Hi guys, welcome to the Nevermind Polly podcast, episode number one. I hope everyone is doing okay. My name is Matt. Uh, I am your one half of your hosting duo. Um, so I am a YouTuber, I'm a streamer, I am a podcast host apparently now as well, and general, just absolute badass legend in my opinion. <laughs> I've got my good friend Reese on the line, so I will introduce him now. Hey Reese, how are you doing today, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm your average Welshman, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, love beer and music. <laughs> I mean, that's hard. I've, I've put down here that uh, Reese is a young, talented, enthusiastic music fan from Wales. I mean, we can't hold it against him. The fact he's from Wales, but you know, so the thing, the thing why we're doing this over over Skype and uh, things like that is because I live in Suffolk, in the most easterly point of the UK, and Reese lives in Wales, in the most westerly point of the UK. Um, so we thought it'd be quite cool to do a podcast because obviously different ends of the country have different music scenes and things. So we thought we'd uh, we'd, we'd sort of do a podcast and things. So it's quite it's quite fun. Um, yeah, and also welcome just to Nevermind Polly, the very first episode. We are very very excited. Now Nevermind Polly came about just on the premise of us both being music fans and us both just really really wanting just to discuss music. But that is not the be-all and end-all in terms of what we will be doing here on, on this podcast. We are going to be talking music, popular culture, sports. We're going to be talking current affairs. We're just going to have a general chat and there's going to be some sort of banter and back and forth, which is all good fun. So, without any sort of further ado, never mind Polly, where does that name come from? Well, my YouTube channel is Nevermind Matt. Uh, and I got the word, the word Nevermind Matt name from the album Nevermind by Nirvana. So we kind of wanted to do a bit of a spin on that because of being big music fans. And that's what we've done. So we've made Nevermind Polly. And if obviously Nevermind is from the album Nevermind by Nirvana. And Polly is a song by, um, obviously, of that album. But yeah, so I'm going to bring Reese in. And so the whole point of this sort of episode was Reese has given me a question. And we're going to talk about that question and we're going to sort of go from there as such. So he said to me last night, he said, I've got an idea and I want to talk about what it's like to be a music fan in 2020 with, and you know, and I've took that as a very broad thing because obviously we've got the coronavirus, which is going on, which we're trying to keep this an upbeat podcast. So we'll try our best not to deep dive too deeply. But also Reese is, how old are you, Reese? Sorry, are you 17? Uh- 18. I'm 18. Just turned 18. Yeah. So I'm 27. So there's obviously a bit of a difference between me and Reese in terms of age. So that's going to be quite an interesting kind of. I took it from that perspective what it's like for me being his age, growing up listening to music and discovering music, and what it's like for him now with the Spotify generation and that kind of thing. So I'm going to throw it to Reese as a, obviously his idea. And um, yeah, what what what's the plan, my man? Well, yeah, obviously, you just mentioned about us being from, like, different ages and opposite ends of the country and everything. Mm. And um, I think that me being young, I'm and also just discovering, like, only three or four years ago, I discovered metal and rock and my favourite genre of music. And actually, just music in general, I found some sort of escapism in it. Yeah, I mean, uh, fantastic, fantastic. Sorry, just off. I was going to say, that's kind of what I want the podcast to be, is is a sense of escapism as well. You know, obviously we can yeah. talk about things and, and real life issues, but at the same time, we just want to be a bit of fun and that's that's what music is. But sorry, carry on. Carry on. But yeah, no, it's just I think to have your 
so obviously you've probably discovered many bands over time and done gone to live gigs whereas me i've got more um less uh experience in that thing so i'm kind of just finding my feet in this in the music i think world you've probably got the the rose tinted glasses where everything everything is amazing where obviously i've been going to gigs since i was 14 so i'm not more cynical as such but i've sort of been around the block a few times so when i see a band do something i'm like i've seen that 101 times before you know it's i personally think it's very similar to like the slipknot jump up thing like i remember yeah. when that was originally a thing and now you name any rock band or even even not even a rock band indie bands or something do it you know and it's like it started with them and now it's just yeah. sort of this big gimmicky thing within rock music yeah um what it's like to be a music fan in 2020 well obviously we had a lot of things planned for this year i mean me personally obviously i do the youtube um and i go to sort of four to five festivals a year i include download bloodstock reading and leeds uh slam dunk all of the above if it's got rock bands on it i'll probably be there that's kind of the rule of thumb but uh obviously coronavirus came and ruined all of our plans so destroyed them destroyed them absolutely obliterated so what were your plans for the summer and things and how have you sort of kept the sane mind in this lockdown well it's actually a horrible situation because it was although we want to keep it upbeat but oh. it was it was going to be the summer my summer i like last year I went to download it was a great time but this yeah. year i was 18 i was going to hit like as many festivals as i could as many live gigs as i could I had it all planned out I was going to go to download hopefully bloodstock um I was going to read in Leeds. Um, I had a few like indie gigs lined up, like Sam Fender and uh, Catfish and the Bottle Man, and it all just wiped out. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We, we can't avoid the obvious, because obviously, you know, and I do want to just, before we get to sort of trivial and say, like, oh, woe is me because of the music festival thing, like, a lot of people have died. And obviously, that is incredibly yeah. sad across the world. Like, and it's... You know, you might throw out the whole thing of first world problems, but, you know, I'm like, for example, I've recently just been made redundant, but, you know, it's sad, but at the end of the day, I'm still here and my family is still here and my friends haven't been affected too badly by this. But that being said, it still bloody sucks that music hasn't happened. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's just like... We can can moan and and complain that we can't go to these gigs, but they will come back eventually and, Mm. like with people dying all over the world and, and things not going back to normal looking like anytime soon. Yeah. We just I need mean, to hold on, tight. On the, on the, on the normal front, um, we, I read an article on the BBC that um, Boris Johnson and the, the UK government are looking to reopen indoor gigs um, at the start of September, I do believe was. The yeah. I read that of, too. The date I read, which is really promising. Um, Obviously, I think it's not going to. It's obviously not going to be the same because COVID is still out there and it's still a big thing. Um, But how would you feel, for example, if you had to go to a gig and you had to wear a face mask, for example? Um, see, I have an opinion on this. Whereas, like, if you're going to wear a face mask, I don't think it's going to affect anything because your hands are so close to other people. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to sanitize constantly. So, I think. If you're gonna if you're gonna open gigs, you might as well minus the face masks, unless you've got some other form of um, social distancing. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think it's with some venues, 
it will be incredibly difficult to social yeah. distance. If you're talking like something like the Black Heart in in London or the Camden Underworld in London, somewhere like that, somewhere like sort of a 500 cap venue, you're really yeah. really going to struggle to social distance. You have somewhere like, for example, the O2. You could theoretically social distance. Because yeah, exactly. If you, if you made it all seating, like they do for comedy, and have all seats on the floor, all seats obviously in the in the, in the balconies and things, and you give yeah. I don't know every two seats gap between person, potentially you could get you could get away with it with the whole social distancing thing. But you know, obviously, I'm just I'm just excited for the prospect of live music coming back. But obviously, I, yeah. I'm well aware of the dangers that it poses because. We are still in this, you know. We are we are in remission, if you like, but also we're not quite done just yet, you know. Yeah, and I think you've got to look at the positives of being on lockdown as well. Like I, I well, obviously we missed out on all the live gigs and stuff, but I found so many bands oh, and so many yeah. artists. Hell yeah! And and I was going to keep the question to what's it like being a, a rock and metal fan in in twenty twenty, but I thought I've literally discovered so many things outside of that one category that I couldn't just keep it to rock and metal. Yeah. Well give give some shout outs, man, hundred percent. Like what, what what have you found? What have you been into? Just to give uh, people a some, lot, some knowledge. A lot the streets. I mean I didn't think it'd be up my alley at all, but um one of my mates sent me one of their songs and I know about them but I thought that's not gonna be ever up my street. I just I, I just vibed with them. I just I really like it. I like that you <laughs> called it up my street and it's called the streets. So that... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I quite like that. Pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I've I've recently... So I, if you know me in sort of personal life and things, my friends will know that I have had a, a chip on my shoulder, if you like, about the band Megadeth. Now, I'm a massive thrash fan. I'm a big fan of the Big Four and all the rest of it. But Megadeth are the ones that just didn't really do it for me. And I like... I don't like not liking music. If I had it my way, everything would be to my taste and I yeah. love everything. But there's that one band that all, there's a few bands, should I say, but that one band in particular where I've just never quite vibed with for whatever reason. And during lockdown, they have finally broken me and I finally get it. Like I had a similar thing with Deftones a few years ago where it was just like something inside my brain, just like a light bulb just switched on. I was like, Oh, I get it. Like, it is, you know what I mean? I, I can't tell you what it was that switched, yeah. but it was like I think it was just constantly pummeling myself with that music, just over. So I will like this, and now you know it's it's fantastic, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I I can never get into Megadeth either. I think I've got to do the same. I just got to listen to it. But you can get go on. You can get bands like that where you just can't get into them for the life of you, and then like something clicks one day, and then you just it just. You understand it all, and that's the thing. I, I do. I don't understand people who set these, and we all know who these people are. These people who set ridiculous boundaries around music, you know, and say yeah. you can't listen to this particular band because they're not metal, or they're not rock, or they're a soft band. They're this, they're that, and I just think I have one category of music, and that's good. And if it yeah. falls into that category, fantastic. If it falls into the category where I don't know about it, that's fair enough. And the other one is kind of like just indifference. It's like okay, they're they're literally fine. Like you know, I think I made the analogy last night to Reese on stream about um having a pizza. You know, 
like why would you have uh, a tesco value pizza it's fine but if you could have the choice to have a domino's with your favorite toppings why would you not have that you know so it's just sometimes these sort of bland bands where i'm just like yeah okay i don't you know whatever you're doing your thing but with the um with you obviously being younger and things just speaking from experience of of my kind of growing up listening to music yeah discovering bands we were very tribalistic even right. more so like the generation before me because when i was younger we used to, i used to get sort of pocket money and things like that on a saturday job we i could only really afford like one album or two albums a month so if i picked up for example a megadeth album I would have to force myself to like it because yeah. that was the album that I picked this month and I couldn't take it back and I couldn't, do you know what I mean? It was like, I have to yeah. persist with this. And I remember this, this is absolutely mental when I think back about it. So uh, I got into the band Trivium on Shogun, right? Bearing in mind, I'd seen uh, Trivium on the front of Krang and things like that, but I got into them purely based on the artwork alone in HMV. I walked yeah. into HMV, looked at the metal section, I saw that album cover and thought, that's pretty cool, knowing absolutely nothing what they sound like. <laughs> and like, to me now, looking back at that time and how little money I had and how scarce things were like that, I'm like, that's a mental way of, of doing things. But now, like, you could just switch on Spotify and you can listen to anything so what's that like being a younger person yeah because i guess i can like make point out you're younger but obviously we have got that age divide you know so yeah yeah exactly i think it comes back to the question it's more than what's it like to be a a young music fan because Mm. in my age now i I mean my uncle got me into the metal and rock um scene and the music but you could once he told me about these bands i could just switch them on and just listen to them on spotify and it yeah. was just like it's there. It's there for me to absorb and look at these hundreds and thousands of bands. And that's the thing. We me and me and me and Reese off stream have had many discussions about the band Tool. Now <laughs> Reese is a massive fan of Tool and I am of the generation where I was just just a little bit too young for it to when Tool were massive in the sort of nineties slash noughties. I was obviously uh, I'd probably been quite well. I was born in '93, so you do the maths on that one. Um, but that being said, so I never really got into them. Where Reese obviously got into them and is hugely into them because I think Spotify probably helped with that. Whereas for me, I've just I never heard like genuinely until I started listening to other podcasts and and they got announced for download. I had no idea who this band were. And obviously, um, Maynard James Keenan is a huge rock metal name, and obviously I knew who he was, but in terms of Tool, no idea. So, how how did that sort of come about? Because they're a very um, eclectic band, would be the word that I would use. Yeah, it was probably it was early on in discovering what music I kind of liked and, and gravitated towards, because um, I first of all, I was listening, the first two bands I kind of listened to was... Um, uh, Slipknot and um, Five Finger Death Punch, because I just thought, oh, that, that's that, the the the, en- the energy just yeah. drew me in. Um, and then I, I think I watched a video and someone mentioned the band Tool, 
and I checked them out, I listened to one or two songs, and then I went into school the next day and I talked to my mate about it, and he said, oh, look at this. And it was similar to your, um, the Trivium artwork. He showed me one of his brother's drawings, or I think it was a flag that he had, yeah. and it was of the artwork, and it yeah. just drew me in, and, I, and then I went home and listened to it. So, like, like all the albums just rinsed them. And from then on, I was massively into Tool. That, that's the thing. It, it's a, it's a mad it's a mad jump from going from Slipknot to Five Finger Death Punch. So, I mean, it does the way that I see it. It doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. You know. It, yeah. So, sort of my musical journey started out. Uh, my first ever love was Grade Day, and then it yeah. sort of went to. Um, and I have to shout out my friend Georgina because if it wasn't for her, I would not have been gone down the musical path I went down. She done me a copy. Of uh, Enter Shikari's uh, self-titled album, Bullet from Valentine's The Poison, and I do believe it was uh, Fall Out Boys from Under the Cork Tree album. And yeah. If I didn't have those albums, especially Bullet from Valentine's The Poison, I would that album have... is amazing. It's a great album, and a bit like the whole Green Day thing. It's such a shame what they've become. This yeah. bloated, fat kind of plotty band that are just fucking terrible nowadays <laughs> but you know it you know a lot of people still like them and, and fair play to them but for me personally i'm just like you know whatever it's fine <laughs> i think i think it's i think that comes back to me being a younger fan because obviously i've now recently discovered but for my valentine in the, in the last few years so i haven't had an evolution of the band yet so i've just got the poison album and then all the other stuff so I, for me it's they still seem like this massive band with the great songs, but they've obviously, it's obviously that was ages ago. For you, you've seen that band grow, and I haven't been able to see that band grow, so I don't understand the evolution they've gone through. Yeah, and that's the thing. I I know that there's going to be a lot of people around sort of your age and things who who get into Ask Alexandria and Bullet for My Valentine and all of those kind of bands, all those uh, what I would consider sort of gateway bands into the main pool of, of rock and metal. And again, yeah. there is nothing wrong with those bands at all. You know, it's just because I had Linkin Park and all of those bands and, and Limp Bizkit and all of that and Papa Roach. They're all the same band, if that makes sense. They're just doing different things, but they're all the same yeah. identity. They're all doing the same thing of, of drawing younger fans into the into the, into the, uh, the pool as such. And then letting them go free and wild and do whatever they do, you know? Yeah, I think I had the same um, thing with finding Five Finger Death Punch and then only, like, I rinsed them and now I just don't listen to them because I just, I think I've just overplayed them. I, they, I think I've, my music taste has developed since then and I think I just like different things so it just shows that you can change your opinions within a, a genre. Yeah, 100%. Like, I've, I've gone, you know, like I said, when I was... Um, so around in high school, so around 2009, 2010, I was listening massively to Ask Alexandria and um, Bring Me the Horizon, that them kind of bands. And some of those bands have followed me and still I absolutely love to this day, you know. So Bring Me the Horizon, one of my favourite bands. Um, but sort of Five Finger Death Punch, for example, have kind of fallen by the wayside. But if they were to turn up at a festival of any description, I would definitely go and watch them. Because they're they they've got an amazing stage show, they've got really good bangers. Like, why would you not? You know, don't get me wrong, it's not the most inspiring 
rock and metal music in the world, but it does get your head banging and you can drink beer to it. And yeah, in exactly. my opinion, that's kind of what it's supposed to be in some descriptions. Yeah. You know. I think you can take music too serious and you can mm-hmm. and you can not take it serious enough. You kind of have to find a balance. Hundred percent. And I, I'm like don't get don't get it twisted. Like I'm not a I'm not a music snob in any shape or form. Yeah. As I say, if it's good, it's good. It's as simple as that. But it's the people who um so for example, I went to Bloodstock uh in twenty nineteen. I've this like the third, fourth year I've been and I love it. Um, but me and my friend Jace were walking through the car park get, to get some more beers and stuff, and we heard uh, overheard a conversation. And I've had overheard this conversation so many times, and it and it angers me so much. It was something along the lines of, "Oh, I don't listen to uh, Motionless in White." There are, and then there was some sort of expletive, horrible slur <laughs> that you know yeah. there are such and such band, you know, and I just thought. What a what a horrible, you know, like outlook to have. You know, don't get me wrong. Like there is bands that are genuinely terrible, right? So you look at things like bands like Travis and Keen, who are just awful. Right, yeah. They're the ones we should be throwing pellets at, not at Motionless and White, who are essentially a a goth rock band. You know, they're for a certain taste. They're for a certain person. Exactly, but because they're not heavy or they're not like this weird quota that people expect them to be they're they're not good and it's like i just don't understand it it's it's crazy there's a similar thing at download we were having a, i was a, in my camp bit and there's some loads of people coming over from different places in the in the camp and we're having a conversation about numerous bands i think we went from like bullet for my valentine to um sabaton yeah and um so this guy we were all talking this guy goes we were talking about sabaton and then he goes name me name me four songs and it was like why are you doing that? We're literally talking about the band. Don't, don't do that. It's just a, yeah. it's just a douche thing to do. It's kind of that elitism. I mean, to be fair, you should probably should have just said tanks because Sabaton like tanks, don't they? They're a big fan of a tank. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the the one about war and tanks. <laughs> yeah. You you probably you would have probably got away with it, I reckon. Um, no, but I agree. Like you know those kind of people, and I've seen um like parody things on the internet where, where uh, people have gone up to people wearing band shirts and saying, um, name me three Metallica songs, you know, and cause they've got a Metallica shirt they bought from H&M or whatever. And I'm like, I've got no, I've got no beef with that at all. Like it's, it's just a douchey thing to do because if someone goes up to that person and says, ah, oh, cool shirt. And they're like, oh, thanks. You know, I, I don't really listen to Metallica. And they say, have you checked out the Black Album or Master of Puppets? And they get yeah. home and Spotify it. You know that's that's a, you know that's, that's another gateway in, in my opinion. So it's exactly um, make these lines and boundaries. I mean, I find it funny that some people wear like Metallica bands or sometimes Slayer tops mm. uh, for fashion. But I, don't, I would never go up to someone and ask them to name a band. No, but you, just... you do see it though. It's that kind of you know, and is is it being a rock fan because again this is the thing i'm obviously older than you so i i know what it's like to be called a grieb and to be called an emo kid oh crikey when 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 my chemical romance were massive and i am not an apologist for my chemical romance i absolutely love them i'm seeing them twice next year so i'm really excited yeah. but being called an emo kid and a goth and all the rest of it 
is it still the same now for you guys? I mean, I'm looking at Reese now, obviously you can't see him, but he's he's got jet black hair and he looks like just a normal like teenager. Well, young adult. Do you know what I mean? He's not he's not like your typical with your you know your your uh, piercings and things like that. He looks just like an average average kind of dude. So is it still the same? Um, no, because I think like especially in college now, it's um. I mean, I, for my friends in school, I got um, a bit of hate. I was like, oh, you're going to turn on the screaming stuff again. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, if I have to hear that again. But nothing bad. So a lot of them, I just, I think I annoyed them a lot. Because if they'd give me stick, I'd just go, oh, yeah, you turn on your mumble rap and all that. So it was kind of like a, we just did it back and forth. But no, no one ever really hates anymore, I don't think. But in college, oh, it's more, there's so many different people, fashion styles and stuff, where... You, you couldn't even tell what someone's music taste is by the way they dress because you've got people who dress emo-y that listen to like pop and rap and stuff. It's just like this complete mash of different styles and everything. So, and you've got me that just dresses in the occasional band shirt or just jeans and a t-shirt and I'm a proper heavy metal rock fan. No one ever really I think mean, all my mates like awesome. lads, lads, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, the football <laughs> Twitter dark fruits, as we discussed the other day. We're not going to yeah. that, though. <laughs> but, um, we've... So, we, obviously, um, rock and metal has always been the underground thing for them. For as long as I've been a fan, it's always been the underground thing. It's always been the, the black sheep of the musical genre family in, in which it's not cool to be a rock fan. So... Back in um, the eighties, for example, metal ruled the airwaves. You know, when yeah, Metallica, exactly. Metallica was in the charts, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Sabbath, all of that was was massive. So with things like Post Malone taking on Ozzy Osbourne on a track, do you think that's more a gimmick, or do you think that is something that we will see more of and kind of like, trying to break into the mainstream? Um, and the reason why I say is because obviously, um, new metal was huge in the nineties. Yeah. So, you know, with sort of rap and hip hop being the most predominant thing in the world right now, in you know, in my opinion at least, um, you know, is it something that we could sort of break into as, as rock and rock and metal, you know, and combine the two in in a similar way? I think it's already happening. I think there's a uh, there's definitely a shift. I think. What you're having is the new like uh, hip hop artists and stuff were children or, or young adults in that in that new metal era. So their favorite bands were rock metal, and maybe uh, maybe they weren't, but predominantly, I kind of Travis Scott is a massive like metal fan. Um, mm. I know, uh, well, what's his name? Well, say, like, AJ Tracy. AJ Tracy is a huge metal fan, isn't she as well? Who's that? Uh, Lady Gaga has a huge metal fan. Yeah, obviously that thing with uh, the Grammys with Metallica, which was yeah. super awesome to see. Like I watched an interview with AJ Tracy, and he was saying how he's a massive Bullet for My Valentine fan and uh, Linkin Park, wow. and he'd love to do like more, um, like crossover stuff. So I think there's a change. Um, I don't think it's a gimmick. I think basically they are fans, and they kind of they want to do stuff that imitates their fans, but they know the music scene at the moment isn't what doesn't doesn't necessarily want a complete change back to rock and metal being the top of the ladder but i think the fact that there's crossovers now i think it's as even as it ever will be with the different genres taking 
different segments. Yeah, I, I think, like, you know, because I, I would like to consider myself with a bit of a finger on, on the pulse of what's going on because, you know, I listen to my favourite albums as much as I listen to um, new albums. And if anything, I try and discover more albums than I do listen to old stuff that I've already previously discovered. And obviously, we've, you know, sort of yeah. around the 2009 2010 mark you know rock uh not rock met uh rap metal was like a thing so like um i'm thinking of bands like hollywood undead um and Papa yeah, Roach. yeah. obviously Papa Roach go back to the to the early 2000s but that kind of style of thing and obviously now we've you know we've got things like um scar lord and, and things like that and yeah, you know, although I've seen him live and it, it just wasn't for me. Like it has got that harder edged approach. It's it's got a cross appeal, isn't it? I think people yeah. who like rock and metal are more inclined to like that than 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 anything else in that scene. I think it does that crossover anyway. And I think obviously, um, one one thing if you listen to this podcast and you, and you'll learn over time is I am an absolute massive advocate and fanboy. For the band Code Orange, and I think they are the absolute shining light in terms of how to redefine something and make something new. So they've taken the so the best. So I'm gonna I'm gonna quote um, Terry Beezer off that's not metal podcast and says that when he says that all the best hardcore bands leave hardcore, and I totally agree. To be honest with you, so what what Code Orange have done on the last two records. Have essentially taken that hardcore thing and melded it into something completely different with the way they use electronics and their stage presence and just everything about that band is so sort of fresh and exciting and that that is what i think rock needs and in 2020 and 2021 i think like we're going to get more and more bands like that i mean not to the same caliber as them because as I say, I think they're in a whole different league of their own. But I'm really, really excited, you know, for, for up and coming bands. So um what what are you saying about up and coming bands? Do you think there's anyone anyone shout out? Um, Black Peaks. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna be, they're just amazing. I think you show, you showed them to me about six months ago. Uh, I you showed them to me six months ago, listened to one song, and I was a bit I didn't really didn't really I don't know, I just didn't take to it. And then I went back and listened to it about two months ago. And oh my God, amazing. <laughs> just... the fact, um, I don't say this um, very lightly, and I, and I mean it with the most amount of respect um, to Will from Black Pigs, the lead singer. But that man is a freak of nature. Like, he's oh, an yeah. absolutely freakishly good frontman he's got, and singer. He's got like an indie voice kind of thing. You associate his yeah. voice slightly with indie. And then he just completely just yeah, changes. He's, is that is that revitalization again of the, of the of that scene? It's kind of like it's it's always that really silly argument of saying when when people um when they hashtag scream and someone says it's like <laughs> they're balls in a vice. It literally like the way that he shrieks when he does, and it's like fucking hell. How does it's that just come the out? Spine. How does that come out of that man? You know what I mean? It's just in, you know, he's, he's not like a screaming, like a deathcore kind of, it's just like a proper Mike Patton kind of shriek. And it's just awesome. 
I saw them um a download this or last year, and they honestly were one of the absolute highlights of last year for me because they were just fantastically good. And that's so, what annoyed me because. I found them only recently, and I missed it, and I didn't oh. even know they were downloaded. So it was like, oh, oh, oh what have I done? And I was listening to the uh, That's Not Metal podcast, and they were speaking mm. about it on there, them on there, and I was just like, oh, why did I miss that? Why? Yeah, the fact the fact they just they had flames and and like oh, I'm such a sucker for a bit of pyro, I tell you. Like, so you can imagine yeah. what I was like seeing Ramstein for the first time. <laughs> it was kind of just like everything's on fire. This is great. <laughs> But um, yeah, like they just the fact they just they turned up, and they just the tent was rammed, and they just blew, like you know. And I genuinely heard people come away from that saying, "Tool, follow that up," you know, because obviously they have got that that tool esque kind of vibe to them, you know. Yeah, they they, they toured with a uh, perfect circle, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, that sounds about right. I was gonna say, but um, so weird little side note about a perfect circle. I really like a perfect circle. Really? So I'm not really big on tool. It's it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I'm gonna just. I think I'm gonna have to try with tool again. I don't know. Yeah, just just listen to the albums. Just which, rinse which, the which albums. Which one is the best no. one? Would you say? Because everyone oh, lateralis is the one to listen to. Right. So this is. I'm just gonna say it now. Okay. I don't want any hate from this podcast because I'm not a music connoisseur. I don't. I don't no, claim to know we, loads. We are, we are literally two just mu- insight, excitable music fans. <laughs> yeah, Come it's on. just two friends chatting this podcast about music and stuff. But what I would say about Tool is I love, I my love favorite. You to put a disclaimer before you say it. <laughs> yeah, because I, I <laughs> no, because cause my favorite is Ten Thousand Days. So I think a lot of people's favorite is Ten Thousand Days, and a lot of people's their worst is Ten Thousand Days. But I just think that album's amazing. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I I have the same thing. Um, so on a completely different style of band, um, Enter Shikari, for me cannot put a foot wrong in my opinion when it comes to music and just yeah. generally their whole demeanor is just fantastic. But everyone slated um not the last album, the one before the Spark. And I'm going to say it now for the record. I think it's probably my number two favorite record by them, which, you know, the Shikari fan will be coming for me and they'll be trying to burn down my house for saying things like that. But <laughs> like, you know, it's again, it's, it's, it's more mature than, oh, they've lost their screaming. And it's like, it's not, it's not like um in that. It's just like, it's too poppy. And it's like, no, what it is, is it's a perfect pop record. Like, if you yeah. want them doing a pop record, it's perfect. And then the next album, the last album they've just produced and sent out, is a complete uh, border smog of just absolute crazy different ideas. And it's brilliant again. So it's like, why were you whinging? They wanted to make a pop record. Let them make a pop record. I'm all for it. Like... <laughs> yeah. Speaking of albums, um, a few days ago you mentioned... Um... That Benji Webb had released their cover album, yes. and I listened to it last night, and Fantastic. oh my god! <laughs> all, all I can say is this is genuinely the first time we've recorded a podcast. We've not done any pre-prep for this, and that was a beautiful segue. I have to say, I'm really proud of that segue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, so if you don't know, Benji Webb has got a solo record out. I'm just going to go on my phone quickly uh, and find out what that album is called because. Oh, it's it's brilliant. There's a I, Christmas um, song on it. 
Yeah, I urge every <laughs> single person to listen to this album. It is the most insane thing. So, oh yeah, Isolation Project 2020. Let me just give you the track listings of this album. <laughs> because it is mental. So, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, Mr. Blue Sky um, by uh, ELO. Get On It. I'm not sure who Get On It is by, if I'm honest with you. Uh, but Life on Mars by obviously David Bowie, uh, The Boys Are Back in Time by Thin Lizzy, Merry Christmas that Christmas song, and bear in mind <laughs> that is slap bang in the middle of the record. Which is yeah, it's not even. There's not even a. Yeah, it's just <laughs> my favorite thing. Um, Ace of Spades obviously by Motorhead, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Now I will say this for the record as well. There is only one band who I've ever seen pull off Bohemian Rhapsody other than Queen, and that is Panic at the Disco. Right, that cover by them is glorious, but listening to Bohemian Rhapsody, he's, I, the whole the whole record, he's not taking himself seriously at all. No, 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 and, and it's just thing, a bit of fun. That's the thing. Um, I've met Skindred and I've met Benji, and he is one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet. And we're laughing yeah. with you, not at you, sir. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he he finishes up with uh, "You Shook Me," which I do believe is the ACDC cover. Um, yeah. But insane. It's just... If you want, like, 45 minutes of just pure crying with laughter in the best possible way, like, you know, if, you, if you're if you sad about lockdown and things happening, go stick that record on because it's, my God, it is good fun, I have to say. What's your highlight from that record, <laughs> if you've got a highlight? Um... So I obviously I heard about this record through That's Not Metal, um, and they done an album review on it. And as soon as I heard that Benji Webb was doing a cover record, I paused the podcast and I was like, I have to before they give me any recommendation, I have to check this out. And <laughs> the Christmas song in the middle, I, I <laughs> fully, fully lost it. Like I was full on in tears laughing because i'm just like that is so benji just a stick of Chris, not at the bottom not at the back just the most prominent position in the entire album slap back in the middle the only way that could be more ballsy is if you stuck it at the start do you know yeah. what i mean like and when, when it starts with don't stop me now i'm like oh no 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 you didn't goes from the boys are back in town to so here it is. Yeah, literally. And I'm just, ah, oh, it's so beautiful. And then to Ace of Spades. <laughs> it's just so good. I, I, my, my highlight is just opening with Since You've Been Gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, um, have you ever heard the Day to Remember cover of that song? Yeah, it's a really good cover. That's a really good cover. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not so keen on the breakdown bit towards the end of that song. It's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit predictable to say the least. It's not, but yeah. The majority of the song where she's beefed up with the guitars and stuff is is sick. So, but um, it, it's just crazy the fact that album exists on the internet. It's it's great. But I was yeah. just trying to think of any other any other really bad covers that exist on the internet that you didn't know you needed. Puddle of mud with the, the Nirvana cover. Oh, <laughs> what an insane shout! That that. <laughs> That just infuriated. Well, it didn't infuriate. I just felt sad. I was like, "Who told them that this was a good idea?" Like, oh, the the whole band just laughing at him. 
the whole yeah. way through. We're just trying not to. I reckon old uh, Dave Grohl's just sat at his house watching that and thinking, "Huh, <laughs> all right then." Like I don't even, I don't even think he'd be pissed. I just think he'd be like, "All right, cool. That's that's that. That is it." <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah. God only knows what Kurt would be doing. Like, he'd be rolling in his grave. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just a crazy, crazy thing. But, um, yeah. I have not got any more notes or anything. So, unless there's anything you want to want to shout about. Well, I'll just ask you, what are you doing this week? What am I doing this week? This week, um, not a great deal. I'm looking for a job, to be honest. Real, real world stuff, people. That, that is what you're here for. I've got my redundant because of the coronavirus. So, looking for a job. Uh, as my main priority, and then apart from that, I'll be doing some streaming, uh, listening to records, preparing for the podcast, which is going to be coming out every single Tuesday. We didn't even mention that at the start of this. Like every single Tuesday, uh, we'll have a brand new pod, and as I say, me and Reese have got some mad ideas for this pod, and we're hoping we're going to absolutely smash this out of the park with a bit of luck. Oh, we and for this pod, we yeah, we, <laughs> we for this pod, I think we just tried to keep it a more of a brief intro. Mm. I think we don't want to cover too many topics at once because no, we got exactly. some plans for the future, a few segments planned. I think I think we've got a few ideas. So yeah, definitely. And stay tuned. Yeah, make sure you um, subscribe and all that. Is it subscribing you do on iTunes and things? I think I think you follow. I'm not sure. Follow. I'm not sure. So as things stand at time of recording, we're recording this on a Saturday morning. We are on Spotify, Anchor, and I think it's Pocket Cast or something. Um, and obviously, hopefully, very, very soon, we'll be on Apple uh, Podcasts as well. So go give us a, a rating of five stars only. Leave us a, a comment and things. That'd be awesome. Let us know what you think. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. What have you got planned for this week? You got anything exciting planned? Well, later, watching the Swansea game, because obviously Swansea, if anyone doesn't know, are on the brink of playoffs, and uh, yeah, our, our arch-rivals Cardiff are one point ahead of us in the playoffs, so if we lose today, I won't be a happy bunny. <laughs> I mean, just just for uh, also, so I obviously do some streaming and stuff on uh, Nevermind Gaming on Facebook and Twitch, and Reese is my assistant manager at Swansea. Swansea FC, so uh, we're we're on Football Manager 2020. We're we're doing that, so it's good fun. But um, hopefully Swansea will go up. That'd be good. I did see that um, Leeds went up yesterday as well. That was yeah, they did. Which is if you could see his face, he literally just (laughs) bowed his head and was like, "I'm so sad about this." (laughs) Which I don't understand. You're from Wales. Why are you sad about Leeds going up? Don't like Leeds. Everyone's Leeds, aren't they? Everyone Everyone leads. Leads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just like the fact that they never get promoted and then they have. It's just like, ah. Oh. I think I actually, if they I just think, stayed, I think, I think we've got our. I think we've got our title. You know, everyone hates leads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Majority <laughs> of the podcast not about leads. Two set two sentences <laughs> just about leads, <laughs> and it's everyone hates leads. It's, it's the most clickbaitable. It's that's the way you got to do it. You got to draw them in. And then literally at like forty nine minutes, you're just like everyone hates Leeds. That that's the only bit they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the football fans are just skipping through. What are they talking about? Yeah, what are they talking that about for? Like, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, I think we're gonna probably end it there then. In that case, so 
just a brief one, a little little pause, just to sort of introduce ourselves and things. Um, and thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next Tuesday. It's very, very have exciting. a good week. It's yeah, fun. and yeah, have a good week, and yeah, it's very very exciting. Right. Well, so we're gonna do a fake goodbye, and then yeah. you're gonna stay on the line. So when I say bye, you say bye. Don't actually hang up the line. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is behind the scenes 101. Right. So uh, bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>